Welcome in to Defeating the Curse. I don't mean to laugh, but Stevie, this is uh, groundbreaking territory here for our show, for the country, for the world in 2020. We have sports leagues now canceling games. I mean, we, we've been unfortunately, sadly absent, you know, sharing our, uh, our worldviews and sports views here on, on this podcast with any type of regularity over the past couple of months. You know, life happens, but I mean, as this news is breaking that the NBA is suspending its season, you know, you sent a text, I sent a text right back and here we are talking about it. This is, I mean, this is truly incredible. It's actually really, really incredible. And, and, you know, I guess we can debate whether this is the NBA being, you know, the woke league that it, it claims to always want to be, or if they just want to be the first or they want to be the safest. I, I don't know, given the transient nature, obviously, of sports leagues. These players go from, you know, they're traveling private jets. They go back and forth to arenas all over the country. So I, I guess I kind of understand it. But, you know, the talk earlier this week was, hey, you know, the NBA may just play games in empty arenas. Same with, um, you know, collegiate sports, March Madness around the corner. But here we are, we have a league suspending play essentially indefinitely you know the lakers were were you know on the path to becoming champions and that's all derailed i mean the wizards were not expecting john wall back and depending on when the season resumes he he might be available I, there's just so many like sports implications but from from a global or from at least from a national perspective this is incredible this is incredible and i don't think i saw this coming i know i didn't see this coming uh because i've been poking fun at the um you know the the, the zombies and the morons, the, the morons that are going out there buying toilet paper in bulk and bottled water, like the, you know, the, the two dumbest things that anybody can go buy as if your water is going to get contaminated uh, or, you know, you have to wipe your ass a uh, hundred times a day for some reason. But this is really, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's incredible that the, that we went from no big deal to play in front of no fans to league suspends games. And, and, I mean, you're you're the baseball guy. What does Major League Baseball do with the season around the corner here? Well, uh, well, we'll get into that. Okay, we will drill down to that. But I think the word you're looking for beyond incredible is this is unprecedented on so many levels. I mean, th- this is crazy town, USA, and I don't mean to make light of it. And I'm not saying it in a way that minimizes what's going on because if you do read. Uh, the experts and, you know, Big Daddy Fauci, who's got the best last name in the world, uh, you know, he talks about potentially 30 to 70% of the U.S. being infected with this thing by the end of April. I mean, we're talking in the next seven weeks. So I'm not making light of it, but what has transpired in the last 48 hours, beginning with the potential collapse of the entire bull market that we've had over the last 11 years to... Uh, you know, March Madness, the biggest moneymaker in NCAA saying they will play games without fans to a beloved actor and Tom Hanks being uh, a testing positive for this to the NBA to and you didn't complete the story that they, they canceled the season or suspended the season because Rudy Gobert, the center for the Utah Jazz, who was making light positive. of this, actually, who was joking around about it a couple days ago, tested positive. And who yeah. was warming up for a game tonight yeah. when the doctors ran out with a positive test in their hands or whatever. Then the that- league canceled the game. There, The Jazz were at OKC. The game was canceled. The, everyone they made was, the fans leave. Everyone left. And then the NBA, you know, just a couple, a couple, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago, basically 
had a meeting and announced, uh, you know, shortly thereafter that the league is suspending gameplay. I mean, we should expect additional NBA players to be tested and to come out with positive tests. I mean, it, it, just given, you know, how the game why, is played. Why? why? I mean, because Rudy? you're, I mean, not if, if it, you got to assume that other players on the team have it at this point because it is highly contagious. And you and I aren't doctors, but I think we both read enough that we can, we can speak intelligently here. It is highly um, contagious. It, it spreads from droplets, right? So everything from, you know, your, your snot rockets and boogers to, you know, whatever, even your sweat, anything that mixes your hand. I mean, you think about the basketball and, and how much, you know, bodily fluid and sweat and again, like saliva, boogers, all that stuff ends up on it. How many players lick their hands before they, they shoot their free throws? I do it. It's part of my my free throw routine. It's part of yours too. So if you think about it, you know, given that the incubation period is anywhere as short as five and as long as two weeks, I mean, Rudy might have had this thing for the better part of two weeks. So you're going to go back and look at every team that he's played against and every team that they've played against since then. It's a compounding problem. We see this, you know, actually in um, in Italy, Serie A uh, soccer, they they started playing games last week in front of em- in empty stadiums and and uh, people were making fun of or, or it was tongue in cheek. But Ronaldo was walking in. I don't know if you saw the clip, but he was walking in high fiving air. Um, today you had the Champions League game. Um, you know, you had uh, Liverpool at, at, at uh, Atletico Madrid in, in Spain. I think it was in Spain. I, I don't remember, but Jurgen Klopp is walking out of the uh, the tunnel, and there's people trying to high five him, and he, he's basically telling him like, "What are you effing doing? Like, put your hands away. You're not aware of the state of the world and and this this COVID nineteen thing." So sports, because they're so transient, and people travel. I mean, in Europe, European soccer is everything. The Champions League is everything. These players are traveling from country to country. And, you know, it looks like Serie A is going to cancel or suspend league play and that their teams will not participate in the Champions League, which means the Champions League has to be suspended. So, you know, the the, the sports ramifications here and obviously sports, they, they they don't hold a candle to the value of life or, the, or people's health. But the ramifications of sports leagues having to cancel things and postpone things, you know, as a sports fan, it's very unsettling and odd today. But we may end up in a, you know, summer 2020 having, you know, baseball seasons, you know, starting late. You might have hockey being played in, in July. You might have basketball finals. And, you know, everything just pushes pushes back, including European soccer. I mean, it's, it's I'm, I'm just fascinating. And but do you see this as a, a reaction to the way I see it is, and I would I would appreciate your take on this. Do we see this as... These leaders, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking politics. We'll get into the politics, okay? I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about people who lead large organizations, large events, all these things being canceled. Do we see this as just a, we don't know what the hell is going on, so let's just cancel it. So that way, we got no liability, nobody can blame us if anything happens. I mean, that's kind of what I see, is these NCAA coaches or, or administrators, they have no idea the risks involved with hosting the NCAA tournament, but they just said hell with it. Let's just cancel it because we don't want to be at the center of this thing. And and the NBA took it to another level. I mean, NCAA started with just blocking out fans. NBA is actually canceling the game. So that to me is a lot of this is a lot of people are, are, have no idea what's ha- I mean like I said unprecedented. So- yeah, I think I think there's a lot of smart people that work in infectious disease infectious disease doctors that say you should be more afraid of the flu because the flu is more likely you're more likely to get it, you're more likely more likely to become seriously ill from it and it can actually, you know, it it kills thousands of people in the states and worldwide 
on a year-to-year basis. So I, I trust those opinions. I also, though, respect that we don't know a lot about you know the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, or the Wuhan virus, whatever you want to call it. You know, this is this is a it's something that you we know it's highly contagious. We know for some reason kids are essentially immune to it. I mean, mm-hmm. probably because they play in dirt and eat boogers and and swap you know, spit and everything else all day long. It just, it doesn't seem like our kids are the ones that are falling victim to it. Um, you know, but we, we also have parents and grandparents that we have to protect. So, um, you right. know, what's fascinating about this to me and, and, it, you know, I follow and I read, I read the CDC transcripts every day based on the press conferences that they hold. What's amazing is that, you know, they're estimating 70 to 80% of people that have it won't realize it in its full capacity because it's, it basically presents as a mild cold or, or you know, a flu light, mm-hmm. if you will. So it, I don't think like I, to, I'm standing here, we're podcasting right now. I'm personally not afraid of COVID-19. If I get it, you know, the number, the, the science shows so far, the study shows so far that I'm highly likely to recover 80% recovery rate, but transmitting it to my parents or my grandparents. Exactly. So I get it. So I not think knowing you have it. Exactly. And that's, you know, Rudy Gorbert, he was just joking about it and licking microphones like tongue in cheek being, you know, being goofy about it. Right. And everybody was like, all right, like, we get it. We get it. You, you're, you're taking it, you know, you're not taking it to the, you're not taking it so serious, Rudy, that you're, you're worried about it. But here we are, you know, 48 hours later, he's tested positive, And now we have to go back. I'm sure the NBA sat in those rooms. And this is where you were, I think your question was going. Decision makers that run large organizations, even small organizations, you have to make decisions based on, you know, the people at your employ and the people that you serve, right? And in this case, you know, if you're the NBA and you have a player that has now con- has been confirmed to test positive, you have to assume that he's transmitted that 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 contagion to someone else over the last two weeks when he didn't even know he had it. It could be mm-hmm. the press people in the rooms. It could be the coaching staff. It could be, it could be anybody, right? So I I I honestly like I I I don't know if this is the NBA. Like I said at the at the open here, just being like super woke and just trying to look like you know the the trailblazing league. They're, they're but I, but I don't lose all this money to, to make a well, political statement. Yeah, and I I didn't mean it in that case. I, I just meaning that they want to be the first to do it, or maybe they're taking cues from from like I said, Italian soccer and 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 European soccer. Like this is going to impact the sports world, and I think it's going to make our summers a lot more interesting because there's going to be a lot more stuff going on, you know. But you know, you and I both run, you know, you run an organization on a day-to-day basis. I'm, I'm responsible for a lot of things. And my team, my team is actually based in Texas, um, that I manage on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, we're, we're full telework right now, right? And, and it's being overly cautious, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe unnecessarily cautious. You know, I, I still, you know, I went to the grocery store today to get just normal stuff for my, my family. And, you know, oddly enough, eggs, milk, the, the, the actual things that families need are still on the shelves. You know, the Lysol wipes are gone. I'm not surprised that that happened. But like, there's a lot of just stupid people buying into the hysteria of like the world is ending. The world is not ending. Um, you, know, you know, like you, you don't need a four year supply of toilet paper and you definitely don't need bottled water. You know, but the flip side, again, from the sports side of it, I think the NBA had to do this because now they've got to like, what's the opposite? What else could they do? We had a player test positive. We canceled that one game and all the teams that he played against over the last two weeks are going to stay at home for two weeks while the rest of the league plays like it doesn't make any sense. But but, you know, you think about the NHL, the NHL and, and NBA teams, they share they share facilities. Right. And if it's this thing is highly contagious. So I, I think the 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 snowball will continue to roll here. And I think you will see other leagues. I think, and personally, like, 
I think if I'm the NHL commissioner or if I'm the, you know, Major League Baseball commissioner, I look at this and say, you know what, you know, uh, postponing the season a month until we really understand what's happening here, it's not the end of the world. Like, it, well, that's the, it's, the, it's the responsible thing to do. Could you see a scenario where the NBA suspends the rest of the regular season? I don't believe they they just said suspends the season in, in that announcement that, that uh, yeah. Wojciechowski or whatever uh, put out. Um, could you see them saying... Your okay, boy Shefty eight, actually reported it too. You went uh, cross-stream. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's glued to his phone, okay? The, the guy doesn't, yeah, he's got yeah, a family. Yeah, I, respect, I respect it. I got it. Okay. So could you see a, a, a scenario where... The virus gets better, the country gets better, everything is on the up and up come mid-April, end of April, where they say we will institute the season beginning with the playoffs. Based on seeding from today? today? Sure. I mean, I mean, how many games are we in? I, I, I admit I haven't I seen mean, there's a, I think there's 65 six, games in? There's 16. Yeah, there's a 16, 17 games depending on the team remaining in the NBA season. So okay, I mean, you're, you're pretty much set. Games in. Yeah, the teams that I'm get there. screwed are the ones that are like one or two games out, but uh, you know... And really, Tough who bananas. in that eight, nine, ten seed is going to beat that one seed? Lakers or whoever? Yeah, I mean, there's no, Bucks there's no Dikembe uh, Nuggets. Uh, this I, I don't, year, I don't think that's around. bad. And, and I've always said the NBA should go to a sixty game season as is. It's already too long, and people are they got load management all over the place. So, uh, you know, th- this is not a big deal for the NBA now for uh, yeah the- but on that thought they could also just institute a like a, a a one game playoff for bubble teams right or teams that are within a couple like like the it, wild card game in baseball kind of yeah like if there's an 8 9 and 10 seed or or an 8 and 9 seed that are within two games of each other they can play a three game like play in series and then the playoffs resume after that i think they can come up with something you know where they're not they're not extending the entire season, just kind of pick up where they left off. But, you know, but you know, how does the rust factor in? Like, what are these, these players aren't going to, like, yeah. they're going to practice at, I mean, the ones that have, you know, like LeBron will get some shots up daily, probably at his house, one of his houses. But if the teams aren't meeting and the, the teams aren't practicing, like it, that's a long layoff. I mean, we make a big deal about teams going into the finals that, you know, the, the X team swept Y team. So they're going to be home for a week and the rust and, you know, shaking the cobwebs out. Like, it's going to be interesting, but it, to me, like the, the bigger implication, like COVID-19 is an unknown, the, it, the impact is unknown. And we can look at, you know, Wuhan, China, where finally, like, thankfully, there is a decline in new cases and recovery rates are, are increasing substantially. Um, we look at that and say, all right, like, this is a positive. Um, we look at Italy now, who's basically in the thick of it, canceling, like quarantining the entire country. And we, we try to figure out, like, okay, how do we prevent ourselves from becoming that um you know that use case or that that user story right like from the business world like what do we do now to stop the country from turning into that because it i mean you mentioned it right like the the stock market has become uh, i mean volatile is the wrong word i mean for anybody that invests i mean at this point you're you're just you know I, i can't look at my my investment portfolios anymore i can't look at my 401k because you know the last couple the last week and a half or so has been uh, not good <laughs> to say the least, right? The volatility is incredible, and here we are talking about sports. I mean, again, sports trivial in comparison to to life and death, but uh, it's just it's it's amazing, right? And and you and I both have um, you know, like uh, older family members. We have friends with compromised immune systems. We have we have friends that are cancer survivors. We have friends that are um, that have uh, like autoimmune disease. We have we have friends that you know, could fall victim to COVID-19 or at least, um, you know, 
have a, a serious onset of it. And, and I think the risk for me is like, if I get it, I'm confident I'll be okay. But I mean, what, what do we do to, what do we do to prevent it from, from spreading? Like, and that's the name of the game right now. And the NBA said the best thing we can do, just stop play, stop play altogether. Yeah. It's the, what is it? Social, what are they called? Social distancing. Um, and, and really, I mean, if you step back for a second, let's step back from the NBA, let's step back from the NHL. Uh, let's look at just from a macro level. I mean, the amount of business and materials and products, and I'm not to name brag right now, Joe, but I'm getting a call from a very renowned doctor, actually, uh, a New York Times bestseller. Get him on doctor. the podcast. Let's go. Actually, he's calling me right now. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll, I'll call you back, Dr. McCary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, think, think about, uh, I mean, the jobs report, in April, you just wait for it. Okay, it's going to be disastrous. Right now, the futures market is down eight hundred points for tomorrow's stock market after dropping another thousand points. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, I mean, this is going to kill. How many industries is this going to kill? I mean, this is going to kill the airline and every. I mean, tourist. look, I'll tell you, I mean, my countries my that rely on tourism. We bought a lot of airline tickets. Uh, like United, I don't know if you saw, but United is running a. If you buy any tickets during the month of March, you know, change them for free, cancel them for free. Yeah, wife and I sat down, we picked dates for the rest of the year and just bought a ton of tickets. Uh, you know, so we're, we're taking advantage of that stuff. And, and again, personally, like COVID-19 has yet to impact my life directly. Um, you know, I don't, I don't personally know anyone that has it. My kids are still going to school. My kids, thankfully, are essentially immune to this thing for, for now, at least based on based on what the, the smartest people in the room working on this are telling us that, you know, really kids aren't the ones that we're worried about. It's the elderly and, and the, the people with compromised immune systems. But I mean, it's hard now, like a lot's changed in the last 24 hours, last 24, like 24 hours ago. Like I said, I was making fun of the, the Costco, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the adults that were behaving like children at Costco hoarding, you know, the, some of the dumbest things you can hoard again, toilet paper, bottled water, like if you're gonna hoard stuff, hoard food. But even then, like it, it I, I don't know. A lot's changed. I mean, honestly, a lot's changed. If you look, did you see the price of Lysol wipes on Amazon today? Like a, a, a twelve dollar thing is now selling for like ninety five if you can get it right. And this is this is what happens when you know. And and I'm gonna poke a little bit here on uh, you know. Let's let's get a little bit political here. The the media fans the oh, flame here. Okay, oh specifically. My God. Specifically, your boys, right? Your side of the aisle is make, oh trying to God. turn this into a political issue. Uh, worked out very poorly for for Bernie. I know you're still. Uh, I'm assuming you're still you're still crying tears at night for for Bernie because uh, uh, the 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 burn is a mild scar right now. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I I feel for you. I mean, I know he was your guy, but <laughs> hey, and, no, and, no, no. But we we haven't recorded in a while, Joe. I got off the burn. Actually, what? I mean, you weren't you weren't Team Yang. Ways. I know I, you weren't Team Yang or Amy. Was, Amy was, was uh, Amy was interesting. I was, I was Yang begging, and I love Amy, and I still like Amy for a VP. Uh, does the Senate require a candidate to have a VP uh, a VP nominee? Because Joe's running for Senate. Last I checked. Oh my god! And he confuses his wife, the, confuses his wife and his uh, his sister. Well, the guy, Trump the confuses guy, his Trump confuses his wife and his daughter, but he ain't confusing. <laughs> listen, Joe. That's Joe's got the best me, shot at defeating Trump, but he's got no shot you, at defeating Trump. Let me ask you, Joe. Okay, this is the scenario people predicted in 2016 when the act, when the thought of Donald Trump being behind the Oval Office, behind the Resolute Desk, came about. Is do you have any faith 
that he is able and up to the challenge of an epidemic like this or a pandemic like this. I mean, uh, we're going to find think, out so far, so far it's not good. I mean, so far his, so far he, he contradicts his own, he contra- he, contra- he contradicts the, the smartest people that he surrounded himself with. He doesn't instill, um, confidence. Right. And I think to some extent, you know, like I've told you before, I'm not a fan of him as a person. Okay. And, and I think his strengths are not, you know, not felt from in front of a microphone or heard when he speaks or when he tweets. Uh, I think the economy until the last 10 days has been, you know, he deserves credit for it. This is not his strong suit. Right. And, and frankly, but I also don't know, like, I, I don't know how we can blame him for COVID-19, right? You can blame him for the terrible response and for, you know, maybe the, the lack of measured um, uh, wording in his messaging, right? Like that, yes, absolutely. But like, he's not responsible for the Wuhan virus. He's not responsible for transmitting who, it. Who, nobody is saying that, Joe. What we are saying oh, is... No, whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes here, guy. Because CNN and MSNBC would have you believe that this is imp- somehow he's... This is an impeachable offense. The COVID-19 uh, response is so terrible that we can... We're back to no, impeaching the president this is, now. This is... You know what? I've been watching enough Hannity and Tucker Carlson. I see what you're doing here, okay? He is... Nobody's saying he's responsible for it. What we are saying is the president's number one job is in a crisis of this magnitude to, number one, instill calm and be truthful and give the people the information that they need in order to go about their lives. He can't do either. He's stepping on on the toes of his experts. He can do like Fauci. one a little bit, and the other one he can't do at all. I, I, I agree with calm. you. He can't do the calm. He can't do the calm. I mean, but but honestly, it's as simple as him not talking. Like he just doesn't have to. If he just doesn't That's talk, him doing the calm. That's ridiculous. But I'm saying, I'm just. I mean, the CDC has done a good job communicating daily updates. Like, but I also think the so, the media is the media is complicit in this too. Like, I I don't need to know about no every single case tests. that breaks out in Fairfax or Loudoun to. or DC. It doesn't matter. Like, people need to stop being surprised that there's a COVID nineteen case in their county or in their state or whatever. Like we got to get past that. It's here. It's kind of, it's coming. All people you, you are know, wash your freaking hands. Like, don't be, don't be disgusting, you know, clean up after yourself. Like that, that's all we can actually do day to day. People are surprised when they get a test, when they're coughing up a lung and they finally get a test. I mean, that is literally the, the, the most basic thing you can do is create a, a way for people to get tested and that's why but the he, numbers but, are so but Stevie, low. Stevie, he's not the that one he's not the one fun. he's not creating the tests. Like he, he doesn't manufacture the tests, right? He can't It's his administration. It, I mean that that okay, starts from the top. Well, I I mean I disagree. I disagree. Like can I so hold you responsible because you you don't have a flu test kit in Joe, in an he, office uh, 500 miles away? No. He's not he's not the one cutting interest rates. He's not the one booming the stock market. And so how are you giving him credit for the stock market? Did you refi by the all way? The economy Did you stuff? take advantage of the rates to refi? I tried to call nobody picked up. I'm not mm. kidding, actually. So, I'm trying. I'm trying to I consolidate mean, we, the HELOC in the the, the morning. We should talk. Let's talk after this. But I mean, rates now. Now the the big lenders and the medium sized lenders are inflating their refi rates. What can I get for my 15 year? Uh, nothing, right? I mean, right now it's terrible because the the banks are so jammed with uh, with applicants. They don't want the refi business anymore. They're trying to incentivize their buyer business. I mean, I know we're getting into this is my my wheelhouse here, but <laughs> yeah, the the refi window is over. I mean, rates are at historic lows, and you you can't the banks will not give them to you anymore. 
I mean, rates today, if you do it, if you do a price sheet based on Prime, it should be like three and a quarter or three three five on a thirty. So somewhere around like two seven five on a on a on a fifteen. The best I saw from any lender from the six or seven that I work with, the best one I saw four point seven five, and it's because they're they're de incentivizing business. They're slammed. They're slammed with. I mean, there was more refis, and we're really on a tangent here, but there was more refis well, in the I, last I, ten days than there were get us, in the entire get first it. quarter of last year. I'll get us back off of your infomercial. You're you're a proud Republican, Joe. No, no, no I'm not all that. Time. I pump the brakes, buddy. I'm a conservative. Okay, <laughs> I'm raising my family with conservative Fine. values. Even I don't better, care if it's Republican better. or Democrat. Even better than as a conservative, you believe in small government, in fiscal responsibility, in cutting the deficit. Every decision the president of the United States has made in the last three and a half years. He, he clearly has no concern for anything that happens in five years from today because he knows he'll be out of office, meaning the deficit, the debt, climate change. Just like every president has, before him, except Clinton, who actually balanced oh yeah. the damn thing. So then, so then, yeah, he's not any different. That's No, he's not. I didn't say he was. I mean, he, I, from a business perspective, he's better than his predecessor. But I mean, if we're going to talk about the last president that prioritized balancing a budget was Bill Clinton in 94, right? And he deserves... He deserves infinite credit, him and Newt Gringrich, for actually doing it. And I'll give it to him forever. I mean, he was, you know, he's another terrible human being. And we could talk about. uh, He he managed his anxiety. (laughs) Regularly. He was very proactive about managing it. You're right. You're you're very right about that. But he he deserves it from a political leadership, from a, you know, he will always be regarded in, in highest esteem in my book. For, for that that single accomplishment because nobody before him you know Nixon got close coming out you know dealing with war debt but really I mean Clinton made it a priority and he actually like did it he actually ran the government him and Newt the New Deal and everything else they ran it the way you and I run our households and responsible yeah, with Americans. a credit card yeah well I mean well, somewhat right but they they balanced the damn thing out like they yeah. didn't I mean, off the credit card I'm with you. and they I mean, it's it's a footnote that's lost now, almost thirty years later, and the norm is just keep spending, keep it low, keep it spending. While at the same time, Americans refuse to save money; they have terrible, sa- they have no savings accounts, and they keep looking to the government for handouts for everything, for healthcare, for retirement, for for everything. And and by the way, Trump does deserve some credit for you know at least making the COVID nineteen tests. You know, there's no copay on it or whatever it is if you can get one. I mean, and frankly, if we use the Obama standard, he should get a Nobel Peace Prize because uh, last I checked, Obama got one for nothing. You know, at least here, like, you know, Trump accomplished something. But it, it, look, he, he hasn't been the leader that the country needs him to be in over the last 10 days in dealing with this epidemic specifically. But I also think, and I still believe, even though the NBA's canceled games and, and the markets where it is and everything else, that there there is some fear ratings driven media hoopla here that you just can't get around like you just can't get around it i mean the the tv ratings show people are watching in droves and the media will continue to put this story on the front page and front segment and a block of everything because that's what people are consuming so some of this is a self-fulfilling prophecy like we're, we're creating the pandemonium again like you know if if people care this much about the flu you know 80,000 people wouldn't die from it every year or however many people. Uh, well, th- th- this is turning out to be much more deadly than the flu. I think 
uh, all the smart guys. I know, but but all the people bitching uh, and running around saying like the people making these homemade gas masks and whatever and lysoling their kids. Well, that's because these Americans are the same idiots. Do. These are the same idiots that don't get flu shots, and probably and and as Clay yeah. Travis said, yeah. they don't put uh, they don't put wrappers on their ding dong. Right, like this is this is the same people we're talking about here that are now experts in infectious disease, uh, and and know everything about COVID nineteen. These are the same people that are getting on Twitter and telling people, you know, that are that are doing toilet paper trackers for Costco. Did you see this? I mean, it's that that's insanity. Like, I mean, it, you know, we have an ethnic background, right? And in certain parts of the world, people don't even use toilet paper. Right, they got bidets and other fancy things to keep things clean. Yep. So, like it doesn't like you can always just jump in the shower and clean your butt. Like you can find another way to do it. Yeah. It's the wrong thing to stockpile, and it's just hysteria, hysteria, hysteria. I mean, it's just odd. Like I mean, I was at the gym tonight, right? And there's all these announcements and wipe down all the equipment, and that's cool. We can do that, but you should be doing that anyway. And that's my whole point. Like if people cared this much about, you know, getting sick with the flu, they would at least go get flu shots that are completely free. Uh, you know, like, you know, so some of this, you know, it, it, it's uncharted territory, yes. But, uh, you know, some people, I was telling you, uh, you know, before we got on, some people just got crazy with me yesterday because I, I posted a picture of soap and I said, the best thing you can do for yourself and everyone around you is wash your freaking hands. Why is that controversial? I have no freaking idea, but that's the easiest, simplest thing. And, but you should be doing it anyway. You go to the bathroom, wash your hands. You're going to eat, wash your hands. You got kids, make them, teach them how to wash their hands. That's it. Is 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 this how we're going down? No, I, I'm not going down because of it. Okay, all right. I'm just making sure. I mean, but but look, I mean, making sure you're talk, keeping hope alive. Okay. When we talk about, I mean, look, Bernie and and uh, and no, your Bernie's boy going. and your boy Biden, <laughs> they are smacking that uh, plus eighty wheelhouse that is most susceptible to. Co- I mean, they canceled rallies, didn't they? They you know, uh, yeah, they, they told Trump the uh, category they, two because Trump because he's because he's seventy four. <laughs> By the way, they definitely need to institute an age limit for president. We we can't have. 85 year old white guys uh running the country we can't do it it's 2020 if there's an age minimum there should be an age limit are you with me on that that's the establishment man but are you with me on it would you like to see a 35 man and maybe a like if you're you can't be more than you can't be older than 75 at the end of your first term type type rule i i think biden will announce that he's only uh gonna serve one term i mean yeah i mean that that, that would be an interesting play I think he's going to say restore dignity, sanity, back to the Oval as part of his duty, and then he'll say he'll bow out gracefully because uh, there's no way after what he's. I mean, I know he wasn't. He wasn't. Stuff. He wasn't your guy. I mean, who was your guy mind. going into Super Tuesday? I know you weren't. You weren't a Mayor no, Pete guy either. No, I started off as a Mayor Pete guy. Um, I'm he, telling you. I mean, I he was, faded I was, fast. You know, if uh, if President Amy was in office right now, mm. she would pistol whip the coronavirus. Okay. <laughs> she would have destroyed that thing. Yo, okay. I, I liked I liked Amy. I, she I liked was her. pragmatic. Mm-hmm. She could win the Midwestern states. She knew how to govern. She knew how the system but she, works. She also was was civilized during the debates. Yep. She you know Elizabeth Mark, Warren and Bernie, they they come off as crazy they come off as crazy people. They just do. Yeah. I'm sorry. Amy yeah. just has a, a certain measure to her, a certain polish and measure um, and and I I loved that she hated Pete and she just didn't hide it. <laughs> she just didn't hide it. Okay. I uh, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, I, I think I think she would be a strong VP Phoebe candidate for him. Uh, for, she, for I mean, you start playing in the Midwest with her. Now, you really last thing I know I know we I mean we we got super political here, but 
Bernie got burned now two cycles in a row by by the party. Is there a chance? Just give me give me a percentage yes, chance. I know what you're gonna ask. Will he run as a third party option just to f the Dems? Most underrated story not being looked at right now is 2016. Bernie and the Bernie Bros got totally screwed, absolutely screwed. But he Bernie didn't do it like to a, himself. Just to Bernie, remember. like a dog, laid down and mm-hmm. played dead for Hillary. Enough right? about the emails. And then, and, and then, literally, you know, put his, 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 you know, turned on his back so she could scratch his belly. Uh, that happened four years ago. This time, this is a different Bernie and a different Bernie bro. They will go down, but they will burn the party with them. Mm-hmm. They have zero loyalty. Feels very Tea Party-ish, doesn't party. it? Oh, with with a side of violence. Okay, I don't know how violent the Tea Party was back in 2010, but these guys will burn the place down, and rightfully so, because they have been screwed now twice out of the nomination, and it has been very clear. The thing that happened on we could do a whole other show on what happened on Super Monday, which <laughs> the night before Super Tuesday. When everyone sat in some smoke-filled room in a back alley in Capitol Hill and said, we will stop Bernie Sanders and this is how we will do it. And everyone fall in line, ready, set, go. And they screwed him out of probably 500 delegates on Super Tuesday. Yep. It's game over. I mean, Bernie Bernie was done. Honestly, Bernie. You know what? But you know what? The fix is in with the Iowa caucus. All of a sudden, the, the voting system didn't work. Right? And everybody claims probably. victory. Right? And Biden, Biden continues to putz around. I mean, he skips half of the Super Tuesday states, wins them anyway. I'm with you. The fix is in. But you, you, I, and I agree with you, you. Bernie would... is a different Bernie this time around. I think this Bernie four years ago wouldn't have uh, dismissed the email yeah. situation. He would have gone after her yeah. and probably beat her. And won. And, yeah. and beat her. And then, you know, we never know if he could actually beat Trump. But he, he would have at least, he would have put up a better fight than, than Hillary did. This time around, I can Bitter totally Bernie. see him. Listen, he, he is a registered independent, and I could yeah. 100% see him saying, I'm running as an independent, and I, you know, and if you if you were going to vote for me, vote for me anyway. And not because he can win, because he won't win, but he, he would destroy Biden. I mean, he, he, would, he, could, he could get more votes than Biden in an open election, which would effectively end the Democratic Party. I, mean, I, I think his last hope right now is Sunday night at a one-on-one debate with crazy old Joe. He's hoping to essentially just rip him to pieces. He's hoping for three, four, five moments where he just wipes the floor with him. And we know he's going to wipe the floor with him. Bernie on policy and it is shrewd. He's smart. He gets it. Joe has no idea where he is. If he knows what city and state uh, the debate's in, that'll be a win. So Bernie, that's his last shot. Tuesday when Florida, Ohio, uh, I think Illinois vote. They'll all go Biden because of the large African-American turnout, um, the white suburban vote. They'll all go Biden. And watch out for bitter Bernie because he, he will. Yeah, he I, I don't see him. I don't see him taking it, uh, you know, just bending over or, or moving aside this time around. I just don't see it. You, but, and like and, you said, and, the Bernie bros, they they will, you know, they are much, much more vocal this time around. And it's because, you know, the last cycle you had. You know the the office. No one expected Trump to win this time around. Like there there is a high probability that Donald Trump will win re-election, regardless of who runs against him. The Bernie Bros feel empowered, or at least passionately enough, to say that their guy is the only one that can actually do it. I disagree, but they they honestly believe it. I don't, but sure. they honestly believe it. But the party has abandoned him, and frankly, the voters have too. So like his yep. his his little corner of the of the party, he can easily take them with him 
But I think it would be fascinating just from a historical perspective to see Trump v. Biden v. Bernie, because Bernie would get enough um, popular support to merit a, you know, a, a basically a three-way debate against Trump twice, right? I think if he if he pulls Warren in as his VP on that independent ticket, I mean, what a freaking crazy show that would be to have, you know, basically 90, was it 92, the Ross Perot... Um, Mm-hmm. It was a pro Bush and um, Clinton, right? And then Nader in two thousand, I think. Yeah, yeah. It like he, Bernie would have enough support to get on that stage, and I think that would be incredible. Well, the the lesson of this, I always thought that money is king in politics, and now we realize that you can have all the money in the world, but if you are not part of that holy grail of establishment oh, yeah. in some smoke filled room, you Clinton, can have all the money in the Schultz. world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and Obama still hasn't, I mean, he, he will come out and throw his support behind Biden once he's officially the nominee. But it, to me, it's also fascinating that he hasn't done it yet. You know, when Dan Quayle ran, he had Bush's support. I mean, when you, when you go back and look at it, like, it's very odd that the, that the VP candidate doesn't have the support, the public support of the president he served under at this, this late in the game. I think that's fascinating, too. I think that's calculated. I, re- I really do. I think the establishment wanted to see if Biden could actually get to this point because the worst thing they, they could have happen is the Bernie bros basically empowered by saying even with Obama's support, you know, Biden can't beat Bernie. So it has to be Bernie. I, I think the whole thing is calculated. It's fascinating. But we could be on the precipice here of the end of your party completely. <laughs> the same way you said you're not a Republican, I have never been a registered Democrat. I have very rarely voted Democrat. So how dare you call me a Democrat, okay? I mean, I'm not calling I, you a I Democrat. Am- I'm just saying today you're 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 more likely to vote for the Byrne or for uh, Biden than you are for Trump. Well, Bernie and Biden were very different. No, so I'm saying- I am 100% more likely to vote for not a- Trump moderate liberal yes okay that's all i'm saying i'm not calling you anything i'm just saying uh, my, my vote's pretty <laughs> locked in here on uh on trump and i don't, hey, I just, don't see him winning i mean i'm sorry i don't we, see him losing can we have a different can we have another show on this uh I mean, oh i could talk every day about this this up on the end okay let's get after sunday night's debate okay yeah anything i mean by that by that point the country may literally be on lockdown so yeah this might be the only thing we have left is the uh you know the six or seven of us that that like sports that don't have anything to watch or talk about. I mean, what does this do for the NFL Combine? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. It's amazing. Be well, Stevie. Stay safe. I hope your pocket of DC stays uh, stays healthy. To everyone that made it and survived 40 minutes of us talking about everything from uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, to European soccer, to the NBA, to the Bernie Bros and everything in between, thank you for sticking with us. We hope to return to regularly scheduled shows here within the next week or so, especially if if we're all on quarantine, then we'll have a lot of free time and we'll be able to crank out more uh, more content. If you um, if you haven't watched The Hunters on uh, Amazon Prime, it's pretty terrible, but check it out anyway. It's uh, I don't know, Steve, did you watch it? It's no. Not, it's not that good. It's not that good. I'm rewatching Entourage. Uh, Ari Gold is my uh, spirit animal. He's I'm fascinated with him, but... Uh, In any case, for Stevie, my name is Joe. Thank you for listening. This has been Defeating the Curse, based out of Washington, D.C., the capital of the world. Until next time, we are out.